0: Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast, four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support in us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in.
1: Welcome back to the Decades of Strength. Today, I'm here, of course, as always, with Sam and Sarah and Marcy. Hello, ladies.
2: Hello, Kim. Hello, Hello, ladies. ladies.
1: So Everybody's been up to so many fun things. Let's do a little catch-up. Sam, tell everybody about your fun weekend.
0: Oh my God, yes. Um, so I was a maid of honor in my best friend Steph's wedding. Um, it was up in the mountains. We were in, it was about 12,000 feet elevation. Um, pretty insane. We did a, a little four-wheeling, I shouldn't say little, a pretty intense four-wheeling <laughs> excursion up the mountain in all of our wedding dresses and bridesmaids dresses and Got up there, got married, came back down, had a party. It was epic.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, it was. What a great memory for her and him to have, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stories. (laughs) I bet. I bet. What a perfect way to get married. Sarah, I saw in your stories that you got attacked by birds. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, it was, yeah, the birds, were. I, I feel like I'm being stalked around London, I don't go out of my house right now, they're just flaming, they're just flaming everywhere, that was literally probably the highlight of my weekend, not that I didn't enjoy, not that I didn't enjoy my weekend, I loved my weekend, it was, it was very chilled, um, but I, yeah, there's nothing hugely exciting going on with me, I've got, I'm kind of, I'm launching a masterclass in a couple of weeks, I'm kind of just working, working on that, And stalking the internet for updates on flights, the flights to New York, that's pretty much my life right now. Oh, and learning how to knit. (laughs) Oh! Because apparently I'm 70 years old and this is what I do. (laughs) I love that.
1: I love that. So wait, Sarah, tell everybody, what is the name of your masterclass or what's the working name if you don't have the name yet?
2: We don't... It's not named yet. It's literally just in there. I'm just, I'm just, uh, let's just say I'm pregnant with it right now. Let's put it that way. So what are you fondly
1: at? referring to it as? So people has an idea have an idea as to what the topic is.
2: The first step to change your life. Mm. Yeah. All right. That sounds Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of like the pre, pre, prelim, preempt to, um, I'm starting a new style coaching, which we will go into. I'm not gonna not gonna steal oh. the line right now, but I'm doing something different with my coaching going forward. So this Amazing, is like a warm up to it.
1: But what people need to know now is that you are pregnant and knitting.
2: I'm pregnant, <laughs> knitting, and about to give about to give birth to a change of life. I don't we know what that, that means, rumor people. here today.
0: <laughs> people are going to start DMing you and asking you if it's a girl or a boy. <laughs>
1: It's an
2: alien.
1: (laughs) Marcy, I don't know how to ask you to follow that up, but tell us what's going on with you. (laughs) Uh,
3: Not not a whole lot. Looking forward to next week because we go on our trip. Very excited for that. I can't believe it came so fast. Um, I am hopefully soon after the trip going to buy a new car because (gasps) I have about had it with the one that I have now. I've only had it for three years and I bought it used. It was like a lease return. So very low miles. I was super excited to get it. Uh, You know, it was a car that I had wanted, I guess. Not the specific one. That was before I started my manifestation process. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I went, I went down there by myself, like did it by myself, the whole process, which was a little bit scary because it's nothing that I had done before, but I was super proud of myself for doing it. And, uh, yeah, apparently like I did not get a good car (laughs) because (laughs) I I, I didn't know anything different. Right. It looked good to me. It was like, yeah, I mean, I like how it looks. I like how it drives. The Carfax, you know, looked good. It had, apparently it hadn't been any accidents, but this new guy that I've been seeing, he is in the car business. And when he saw it, he was like, what the hell is wrong with your car? Like, what do you mean? What's wrong with that? He's like, that paint job is so bad. So apparently, I think the car had been in like a really bad accident and had been completely repainted. And now that I look, like I can see how bad the paint job is. And my coworker who's really into cars and mentioned something, like my dad finally mentioned something recently. And yeah. And then the other thing that I told this story, something is wrong with the gas gauge, which I could clearly go fix, but I don't have the time for right now. So my car, it says I have, you know, 30 miles to go, and then it runs out of gas. So, oh, no. Oh, my days. It, it's happened, like, five times. Like, I told the, the story about me running out of gas and carrying yes. this wash home.
2: Yes, yes, well, yes. Well, it
3: happened, like, again, after that. It happened last week. It almost happened this morning. And oh, gosh. I was gosh. trying to get to Trader Joe's, and, like, <laughs> I'm right down the street from my house, which is near Trader Joe's, and it kind of, like, starts to to shake, and I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Luckily, I had like a little tiny bit of gas left over in this can from last week, <laughs> so I was able to put it in. And Oh my gosh, you're like case. living on the edge. I'm <laughs> living on the freaking edge. And I was like, oh, we've got to record a podcast. So anyway, um, that's that. So hopefully I'm going to get the car cleaned up, take it down to see how much I can get for it, and then get the hell, get this thing out of my life. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, that sounds like a good step. Good I step. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's nothing too exciting, but that's what's new so i 'm just back
1: from my birthday hiking adventure with my family in the Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania. We had a really good trip. It was one of those ones where it 's just like a comedy of errors, just like stuff happens. but <laughs> it was all thing. really but it was all really good. Like They bought me my favorite cake, and i 've bought that cake before and tra- it did not travel. Well, if you saw it on my stories, it was like it was just a big mess of cake by the time we got there. We ate it and it was delicious. We got there way later than we thought, so it was pitch black. We had to drive twenty minutes up the people who gave us the directions they're like use your gps till this point then it won't work anymore you won't have service here are the directions and so it's pitch black and we're on the side of this mountain like following these like directions we finally get to the cabin and like it was just kind of creepy there's no one around it's very remote and my husband went to move the car after we were inside and he came in his eyes are wide and he's like there's a bear out there I just, oh a God. bear? Now there's pictures in the cabin of bears, like th- where they've seen bears before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a bear. We went out the next morning. They have a bear. They have two bear statues, the bears. And he's like, it was with something red. And I'm like, okay. So we go out the next morning. He's like, you want to see my bear? They have two fake bears sitting next to fake campfires. And the car <laughs> headlights had caught on one of the bears. <laughs> and he thought that was a bear. Like... 30 feet from our cabin. There was not. It's made out of Oh my God, that's
2: amazing.
1: And then that morning we went to go on our first hike and luckily it happened at our cabin. I walked around for like an hour, just getting people ready and doing things. And we got in the car. I'm like, what is this? And I pulled on it. Both of my shoes fell apart, my hiking shoes. hundred percent, like like they literally disintegrated. And I guess it was just because I haven't worn them in several years and it was the rubber dry rotted. It doesn't seem right to me, but I had no hiking shoes.
3: So what did you
1: do? do, you do? So luckily I was really sad. I'll show you. I had just bought these white tennis shoes like a month ago. Oh, I've six... them, like I've worn them like 3 times and now they're just a mess because I wore them hiking in like dirt and mud. Oh, <laughs> so... uh, well memories. Why? luckily I had, luckily, like I said, luckily I didn't like get out on the trail and start hiking. Oh my
2: God, barefoot hiking.
1: (laughs) It was just a whole weekend of like one thing after another like that. But it was really, really fun. I'm glad we did it. It was good to be outside. Um, Just some good times.
3: Well, Kim, I'll tell you a quick story really fast. My parents have these friends who have a house in Tahoe and the woman was in the house and she like heard these like weird kind of sounds. She looks behind her. There was a literal grizzly bear, not grizzly bear, excuse me, probably like a big brown bear, in their house. In the house? In the house. What the hell? How yes, does that even he, happen? He, uh, for some reason, these, uh, these bears are super smart. They can, like, break into the house. <laughs> they go in, they go, they open people's, they open people's refrigerators. And they go wow. through their refrigerators. They go through their trash. So she looks behind her. And, yeah, this huge bear is, like, standing up, too. Like, Big and tall. I was like, oh, what would you even do? I don't know what she did, but she's, they're okay,
1: alive. <laughs> you, you have to ask her what she did. I guess you go out of the house. If the bear's in the house, you lose I wouldn't the wouldn't even house.
3: know what to do. Anyway. <laughs> the bear now so, gets
1: the house. Yeah, luckily, wow. but you did see snakes.
3: I did not like that picture of the snake on your story. Yeah,
1: you know, I showed a picture of a snake and I had so many messages. All these <laughs> people were like, oh my gosh, no, and I'm so scared. And I kept saying, oh, but luckily it was small. And people were like, oh, it wasn't small. Guys, I swear it was, that not, was that not that not big. small. It, it it was like the it was like it was like a foot and a half long. It was, it looked it looked way bigger in the picture I guess. Um, well, that's what she said. <laughs> 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 <It's
2: so important. laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, we'll move to the <laughs> anyway, so I've been getting asked a lot. And I know you ladies do as well about, I get a lot of coaches messaging me and asking me questions about my business. And so I thought that would be a fun topic and I suggested it to the ladies and they are game. And so we're just going to spend a little bit of time. And if you are not in the fitness business, this can still apply to you. If you have an interest in being your own boss and whatever your field of interest is, there's just a lot of opportunity on the internet these days. And so I thought we would just kind of chat about, um, we're going to start with everybody's kind of telling how did they go to from whatever you were doing before to having a business online. So let's start there. Um, Sarah, talk to us. How did you end up being a person who runs a business online?
2: Um, so, very quickly, I was in a career, if I can, it was a career because it lasted 14 years, so it must have been. Um, I was a flight attendant and I got to just literally the point where I was like, I need to get out of this, it's causing me mental health problems, and um, I'm living in a constant state of anxiety, so it is time to change. So, I retrained as a personal trainer because I'd gotten very into training um and a friend of mine had done it she was like yeah it's great so I was like okay I'm gonna do that sounds great it's I love training I love people let's do that so that's kind of where I started and I Sarah can I ask how old you were yes I was uh, mid-30s okay yeah, my timeline. I had to write down it, like, some because my time completely, like, everything just morphs into like one great big long thing. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was late to the party of kind of, I guess, changing career um, and going in a completely different direction after fourteen years of you know being in the airline industry. Um, so I started out personal training. In the beginning, it kind of excited me, but then I began to very quickly see that um, it wasn't wasn't what I wanted to do. It was not lighting me up and I kind of realised that what I'd done was take something that I had as a hobby and a pastime And tried to make it into you know a a career or you know my next step in my job and it just wasn't working out because it just wasn't what I was passionate about and I could see that what I was doing was you know yes it was helping people but it wasn't helping people in the way that I wanted to and what people actually needed. So then I started exploring okay so what can I do with this and i started the online stuff was really just starting to c- kind of like become more popular so i made the decision i was like okay i'm going to try i'm going to try doing something online fitness and nutrition because that's what i know maybe i'll maybe i'll enjoy it more online so i actually hired my first business coach who was jordan Syatt. um when he was very first starting out doing business coaching and he kind of got me off the ground with you know, building a social media following and <clears throat> building a online fitness and nutrition coaching business. Um and do you want me to end it there? Because yep, then let's stop yeah. right
1: there. Yeah, because we're just talking there. about how we got so, started. We'll come back to you there. Yes. Uh, Marcy, let's hear from you how oh, you gosh started being how much time do you got? It's a long story. Okay, got two minutes, Marcy. Two? <laughs>
3: Oh, man. All right. So I never intended to go into fitness for a career. When I was looking at colleges, I had really wanted to go to like, well, I wanted to major nutrition. That was the plan. And I was looking at these schools, none of them really felt like a good fit. So I ended up going up to the University of Oregon, which was not on my list and falling in love with it the minute i stepped on that campus I was like i have to be here but they did not have a nutrition or a dietetics degree um so they had a really good journalism program and i said all right i'm a pretty good writer i do enjoy it i can get that degree and then write about fitness nutrition whatever for one of like the major magazine publications because magazines were so really big at that time well i went through the program wasn't really loving it. And I was like, I just don't know if this is what I want to do for a career. Meanwhile, I was really, really into fitness. It was like the height of me learning about it. And um, yeah, just like being really into it myself. So I met some trainers at the 24 Hour Fitness, which is actually where I trained rather than on the campus gym. And they were reading like Teen Nation and Precision Nutrition. And they introduced me to John Berardi, like not literally like his work. Um, and I just became like that much more interested in it. So they encouraged me to get my personal training certification. So I got my certification while I was in college and trained a few clients. Didn't really know what the hell I was doing, to be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, I was doing that. And I kind of was thinking to myself, well, this will be good in the event that I'm ever in between jobs or maybe I get married and have kids one day and I don't want to work. I can you know, be a trainer on the side. So that was the intention behind it. And then when I graduated, I ended up getting a sales job and I sold copy machines uh, at first. What I'd wanted to do was like pharmaceutical sales, medical equipment, things like that. But the entry level is copy machines or something similar. So I did that for a little bit. And then I went and I sold staffing and that's when shit went all bad. (laughs) And I, I did not do very well at that job. So I essentially got fired. But in the meantime, I had met someone at my gym through a friend who was a bodybuilder. And this was right around the time that blogs were starting to get, starting to become popular. So he was trying to start a blog. We were trying to do some work together. Um, and I had also been approached by a friend of mine to do personal training at a small private gym. And I'm like, no, 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 don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Well, then I get fired and I'm like, oh, eh, got to figure something out. So I went and I started training thinking that it was going to be like an interim thing. It's like, okay, I can do the training on the side. I can work for my friend. And you know, he had these big visions of starting this popular blog and doing all this stuff. Um, and yeah, 12 years later, you know, here I am. So I was an in-person trainer up until, you know, Corona hit really, but I started the online probably about five years ago. And I really got into it because my best friend is Sohi Lee or Sohi Fit on Instagram. And she started a blog and a website years and years ago, again, before it really became as popular as it is. And she asked me to be her assistant. So I was doing some work for her, kind of like learning the behind the scenes and all that. Um, that did not go that well either. <laughs> like don't work for your best friend. <laughs> um, and so we parted ways business-wise. And then that's when I'm like, okay, I've got to figure this out on my own. And I hired my first mentor who was Jill Coleman. I went through her Mastermind. And that is when I started to you know create content and do all that. I got a few clients here and there and and was still doing, you know, part time online, part time in person, and yeah, I will. I'll stop it there.
1: All right, perfect. Thanks, Marcy. Sam, mm-hmm. let's go to you.
3: Um, yeah, like Marcy, I'm like,
0: okay, you got like an hour, but I'll try to keep it as succinct as possible. So reel me <laughs> in if I start sidetracking. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, i don 't know if i don 't know if I 've actually said this on this podcast, but if not, um, I actually went to school for architecture, so i went I was in school for five years, graduated with my master 's in architecture, which was amazing I freaking love design, and I still do um, and right out of grad school my one of my professors in college offered me a job um, working for her and her husband that owned a firm in Boston and so I was like, hell yeah like i don't even have to do a job search so I joined the firm and um, shortly after joining the firm um, I started embarking on my own like health journey. I had lost or I had gained probably like 30 pounds throughout the course of college just from like not sleeping, pulling all nighters, eating like a jerk, um, drinking a lot, traveling abroad, just like not taking care of myself. Um, And I was finally like fed up with it after a comment that Actually, one of my bosses made and and said like, "You're a lot more fit than you look." And that comment actually was the very catalyst to me deciding to want to get healthier and lose weight. Um, I wanted to like prove her wrong, which we can. (laughs) That's a whole other story. But at the end of the day, I spent from 2013 to 2016 um, tracking my calories, focusing on getting movement, sleeping, just taking care of myself again, um, and being healthier. And in 2016, um, people started just like really noticing for sure and started asking me for, for help. I was like in the gym. I was like, started to really enjoy lifting. Um, and my first client ever, she was actually like in, she used to just work, work out in the gym alongside me. She's like, Sam, like, I need some suggestions for protein powder. Like that was the first question that like led into this whirlwind of being a coach. And she asked for my support. She's like, I was like, yeah, like I would love to support you. Like if you ever need help in the gym, just let me know. Cause I was obsessed with, I was just like, so loving the healthy lifestyle. And she's like, oh my God, I would love that. Like I'll literally pay you. Like, can you train me? And I was like, Um, and in my head, I had no, like, I had no formal experience. I literally just like learned from other people. And I was like, "Yeah, why not? Like a hundred bucks. It was like a hundred bucks a month, something really small, but I'm like, sure. And Erin, if you're listening to this, thank you. I I talked to her all the time. I'm like, so grateful that she, she basically started me as a coach. Um, and so after that happened, I was like, oh my God, I can do this. Like, with more people not just her and so other people started asking me and what ended up happening is people started asking me for help and I was still working full-time as an architect but like on my lunch break and after work, I would be like researching nutrition. I was getting my persistent nutrition certification. I was like obsessed with learning and all I was doing was like researching on bodybuilding.com and like learning from other influencers and like doing the research. And I'm like, this is so fascinating, like macros and calories. It's so cool. Um, and what ended up happening is in June of 2016, I was feeling... I mean, I was just in a, not a good place at my job. Like I was working 80 hour weeks. I was, um, making like not a lot of money at all. Unfortunately, architecture is not a lucrative industry for the amount that you work. And I was like, I just don't want to, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go crazy. And I was at like a very depressed place. So I read, um, Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. I realized that you did not need to work 80 hours a week to make an impact. And I was like, fuck it. I, I'm not doing this anymore. And I left my job and I did freelance photography and design work. And I started training people. And then the gym that I worked for or that I went to asked me to be a personal trainer. And I was like, I don't even have a certification. And they're like, go get your cert. We're hiring you today and we'll backdate your cert so that you can start training people. Like we need you. And I was like, what? So I ended up training people in person and I ended up having a full client roster and it was amazing. Um, And then the same thing happened. I started getting burnt out with the in-person thing because there's only so many hours in the day, you know, and I wanted to help people, but I was not taking care of myself again. And then I started bringing some of my clients online and I was like, Hey, look, like I'm going online. If you want to come, let's go. And try to convince them and be like, no, it's going to be great. You're going to get so much more accountability and support. And I can help you with nutrition and all this stuff. And it ended up turning into a, a full business. And as of January last year, 2019, um, I made the leap. I left the gym I was working at and I became a full-time coach. And yeah, as of last July, I be- officially became an S-corp. And now I'm full- obviously I'm fully online and yeah, here we are. <laughs> now we're podcasting.
1: And now we're podcasting. So it's interesting that for all of us this online space um the careers we have here are all second careers. None of us this is like the first thing we did. I don't know if I've met somebody this is their first. There's no reason a person couldn't do this first thing I guess, but um I don't know anybody who has, right? It's like they take their life experience doing other things and then they move it into the online space. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the same way. So I'm older than you ladies. And so I have a lot of background doing all kinds of different things. I have, um, I have a degree in fashion merchandising. I have a degree in um, psychology and sociology. I then stayed home uh, after I got both of those degrees. I then stayed home and raised my kids and homeschooled for a really, really long time. It was not until I was getting my own crap together after a (laughs) lifetime of crash dieting and gaining and losing the same weight and getting to a place where I was suffering with obesity and all of this, it wasn't until I started getting my own stuff together, getting fit, understanding nutrition, Um, and similar to Sam, people in the gym watched this happen in real time, and they were like, what did you just do, and how did you do that, and can you help me do that, and so, you know, I was just helping people a little bit. People would ask me about my diet. People would ask me about the lift I was doing, and after enough comments of, hey, like, you should do this as a job, I was like, that's what I'm going to do, and I didn't have a job. I was a mom who had kids and it made me really nervous. The idea of actually leaving the home and doing something like I thought I was going to stay home and just take care of my kids till they were, till they were older. But I was like, I'm just going to start and we'll see we'll see where this goes. I got certified. I put up one ad on my neighborhood Facebook group. I have a really big neighborhood and said, hey, um, just certified in nutrition and strength training. Anybody want to get strong and lose weight, message me. And I wasn't sure it would happen. And I got six people that day. Um, like, in it was like the first 24 or 48 hours. Like I had six people and I'm like, okay, let's go. And so that's how it started. Um, and so that's what I would do here in my basement, in my home, women would come. Some of them, I didn't know many of them. I knew vaguely and just started building this business in person. Um, I switched to the online space because I hired an online coach and was having such a great experience with it and watching his impact, I was like, wow, he can really help a lot more people than I can. And similar to Sam, I wasn't at a point of burnout yet, but I was already trying to figure out like numerically how I was going to help very many people. It was not going to be easy, and it was still going to be a small number of people because there's only so many hours I can bring somebody into my gym one at a time, and my gym was small. I'm like, even if I brought them in two at a time, which I wasn't sure I could do, It just didn't make sense in my head that I could have the same impact. And so I um, met up with my coach, same business mentor as Sarah had, Jordan Syatt. Um, We met up in New York City one night for a salad like at midnight. And we sat and talked. And I said to him, like, if I decide that I want to make this change, like I want to move from in-person to online, what should I do? And he's like, do these things. And he told me four things I should do. And that was in October, two years ago, three or two or three years ago. It must have been three years ago now. He said, "Do these things," and I did those things, and I did them religiously, and I didn't stop. And uh, six months later, I got my first online client that I didn't know, um, and that's how it started. And that is how I'm here, and I love
3: this. You know, I'm sorry. Go. No, no, you got. I was just gonna say, I think that all of us, in some capacity, owe a huge debt of gratitude to Jordan Sait. <laughs> Because, yeah, he, I mean he was never like a direct business coach of mine, but I found him, I don't even know how I found him and started doing his workouts. I absolutely love his workouts. did them religiously up until probably the beginning of the year when I hired my own coach again to do customized programming. But I was a member of his inner circle still am. and, and he ran a challenge in there that I ended up winning. And the winner got four weeks of free coaching. It could either be business, nutrition, training, you know, whatever. And I chose business and, and we had, you know, talked business a little bit before that, but he wasn't really giving me any specific one-on-one advice. And in this conversation, I will never forget. I think i probably told the story on the podcast, but, uh, he was looking at my page and at that point I was not doing the infographics and the day that we had our call was probably, I would say a month into when the infographic trend like blew up. And my limiting belief has always been, I'm not creative Like, Yes. I have a journalism degree. Yes. I had to learn Photoshop and PageMaker and all that. Oh, but by the way, I had to have people do my projects for me because I couldn't figure it out. How am I going to like create an infographic? Um, and I, I remember asking him, I said, Jay, like, do I have to do the infographic thing? I really don't want to. He's like, well, you don't have to do anything, but I would strongly encourage it because if you don't, I think you will get left behind. And he's like, oh, by the way, I want to see an infographic on your page by Thursday. And that conversation that we were having was on Tuesday. And I was like, I do not let Jordan down. So I created the most God awful looking infographic you've ever seen. But it got like 800 likes. And at that point, I had maybe 1100 followers on my my page because I was posting, you know, pictures of my workouts, poorly lit food coat photos, my dog and I, he said this one thing to me he was My dog. My dog. Well yeah, I mean why not? It's a cute dog. Um but you know, just like stuff of my life and not getting anywhere with it and I will never forget. He said to me he was looking at my Instagram feed and he's like, I mean, yeah, Marcy, those Brussels sprouts look fucking delicious, but no one's going to share a picture of fucking Brussels sprouts. And I was like, boom. And that Like that was it for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And so that's when I started the infographics and things really took off. So yeah, I owe him a lot, a lot. And I know Sam, you have some experience with Jordan too. Sam and I met in person at a
1: business seminar that Jordan was running. That's how Sam and I connected and started this podcast. Yep, 100, yeah, you're right. Um, And that that in-person event, I don't
0: even know how the hell I found that event. You You found it through Susan. I did find it through Susan because we were in an engagement group through John Goodman's Online Trainers Unite Facebook group where I was just like stealing, not stealing, but like he was basically just sharing all this free shit and I'm like, I'm going to create an eight-week challenge. I'm going to get my friends to join. And that was like how things actually started picking up for me was like taking this thing and like people were interested and they realized what I did. And then when we we had that. We had a little bit like an in, um, Instagram pod engagement group where we would all comment on each other's stuff and like like each other's stuff, and we connected. I remember. And Susan told me about this in person event in New York back in twenty probably eighteen, I think, and twenty seventeen, and we all met up. And I realized I was the I was the by far the most inexperienced and um the most like i was the dumbest girl in the room not to like downgrade myself but just objectively i had the most the lack i just lacked experience and knowledge and i was in these room with like these hotshot people Like I was in the room with you, Kim. I was in the room with Susan. I was in the room with Jordan, with Carter Good, with Nick Reese. I'm like, I am just this little girl from Boston who has like a thousand followers, who doesn't even know what a macro is yet. You know, like I was just, I wanted to learn. And I remember it was like $750 and I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And that was the first time I ever invested in myself. And I left that conference or that little meetup being so excited and that's when I literally grew from like a thousand followers and no clients to 10,000 followers within a few months, because mm-hmm. I was making infographics, using my design skills, making infographics. Um, and they just like, I had this one infographic that went viral and it literally blew my account up. It was that fat loss pyramid. Mm-hmm. It went, it went everywhere. Pyramid, yeah. It got on Yahoo. It got on um, Pop Sugar. It, it went everywhere. It went on all of your pages, probably. And I was like, I made that infographic at one AM where I was like, "Fuck this! I'm never going to be a coach. Like, I hate my life."
1: <laughs> but one so hundred. Sam, Sam has just illustrated a really important point there. So I'm going to have us all go around and share a piece of advice, and I'm going to start with Sam. So if you are somebody listening, guys, if somebody is listening, they're like, "Okay, I have this skill set. I have this idea. I have this passion. I want to do something like." give me a good piece of advice to start. And I'm going to jump off with what Sam just said because that was a really um, pivotal moment for me as well, Sam. I walked into that room and I didn't know who was going to be there. And, you know, I knew Jordan really well and Susan and I were friendly, but I, I was very nervous about going to this thing. I didn't know who was going to be there or how many people were going to be there. And I walked in and I saw Carter Good and Chad Hargrove, who I knew, oh, like Chad. I knew, uh, like I had like shared their stuff and like we said, hey on, in DMs. And I was like, oh my gosh, why am I in this room? (laughs) Like, what am I doing in this room? Yeah, and so, but my advice to you is connect with people who are doing what you want to do and doing it better than you and are just a few steps ahead of you, at least if not far ahead of you make yourself the dumbest person in the room. Like, and I would argue with, you know, maybe I was the dumbest person in the room, Sam, I don't know, but I walked into that room and I was like, oh, wow, these are people who have like, I knew Carter had a massive business at this time. Like he had a massive business. Like that's where I wanted to be. And here I was in this room with him. So put yourself and it was uncomfortable and I was nervous. Put yourself in those situations, find the people who you want to be like them, not like literally imitate them, but you want to be doing what they're doing and
3: get in rooms with them. Absolutely. 100%. And even, even reach out to them because Sam, you reached out to me. I'll never forget. It was probably 10 o'clock, 930, 10 o'clock in the middle of the week. I was trying to fall asleep on my futon and, uh, oh man. And I was on Instagram and I could get this DM from you. And I was like, who is, I think maybe I had known who you were. Yeah, I was probably following you. And you introduced yourself and you, you know, you just like acknowledged the work that I was doing and basically said, "You, know, I wanted to reach out and connect with you. I really appreciate the work you're putting out. And I just wanted to, yeah, connect. And that was the beginning of an incredible friendship, you know? So I've always really commended you, Sam, for you're very ballsy, you know, you just kind of like go after things and put yourself in situations like that, and you always ask for what you want and yeah. So I think reaching out to people like Kim said, who are doing what you want to do, maybe are doing it better than you and don't be afraid to ask for help, to network, do all those things. Um, it is very valuable. I, I will say my, some of my best friendships have come through Instagram and just making those connections, you know, rather, whether it's sharing other people's content or reaching out to them, and you know creating starting those relationships or commenting on their feed, sending them a message and just showing them support. And yeah, it has been an amazing opportunity to connect with other people and then learn from them, grow from them and get that support when shit gets hard because like this can be a very lonely business sometimes too. You know, you're you're at home, you're doing your thing by yourself. And yeah, if you don't have that support system when things get hard or when it gets lonely, you know, it can make it easier to give up um and then i'm gonna give my piece of advice really quick which is and you've heard this i'm sure numerous times just start don't let the perfect be the enemy of good just freaking start do it now because i promise you you will regret it if you don't and i am a great example of that because had i not started gosh, at this point now, you know, maybe five years ago, putting myself out there online, even if it looked horrible, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I would literally be up a freaking creek without a paddle right now, business-wise, because my business, my in-person business, which I was still doing part-time, it, it closed literally overnight and I had no warning. So I lost all of that clientele all of that income. I mean, yes, I was able to bring a couple people online with me, but not everybody. Yeah. So I don't know what I would be doing and maybe I'd be scrambling now to try to create this, you know, this online business and I would have been so far behind. So I am so grateful that I started before I was ready because had I not, I would, I would be really struggling right now for sure.
1: And the reality is, you're never going to feel ready. If you keep never. waiting until you feel ready, it's never going to happen. I, I can't tell you, still to this day, and I've been online doing this for years now, there are still times I'm like, I do not know what I am doing. Like, no idea. So. <laughs> ladies deal with my tech ineptness all the time. Just last week, it was my job to get this episode in the Dropbox and I messed it up, right? Yeah. Like, because we think we know what we're doing. Like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. And I don't mean with coaching, like, I'm a good coach but right. just the logistics of running an online business, like and knowing what to do next and how to make it happen. Oh, I, yeah. figured, I figured this stuff out on the fly. We all do, we just figure it out and just trust that you will figure it out as you go. And if you make a step that maybe that wasn't the best step, you'll just take a different step and get on, yeah. a, different, get on a, a different spot on the trail.
3: Yeah, pivot and, and that, adapt. Yeah, yeah for I sure. That,
0: those, um, those moments where you do a detour because you like mess up, right? That's what makes you a good coach. Yeah. You are able to show your clients the roadblocks that they will face so that they don't have to live through them and all of the crap that you've experienced. Like, that's why we're all coaches because we did it wrong. Yeah. Messed up. We had a poor relationship Mm -hmm. with our body and food. And so we're like, I never, like my mission is like, I never want another woman to have to go through chronic dieting, binge eating, overeating the way that I did. Like, No. And I'm sure that so many other women feel the same way where they've had their own struggles and I want to help them not have to go through that because it's awful. I never (laughs) want someone to go through that, but I had to go through it in order to be able to coach. And the same with you guys. It's like, you have to be able to, or you, you got to use your, your life experience to coach. And that's such a beautiful thing. So wherever you guys are right now, whether you're a coach or not, think about whatever you're struggling with like eventually it is going to be something that you get to maybe not coach on if you're not a coach but you get to share insights with people in your life and that's what makes you freaking interesting like if you yeah. if you aren't failing if you aren't messing up you are not living your life you are playing right. it way too safe and it's time to it's time to start messing up like fail fast and then get back up and that is like fail fast yeah wow. i love that
1: advice and that's you
3: great. know what, One thing too, and I know that like imposter syndrome is a really big thing. People think that they, oh, I don't know enough yet. So I can't get started. One of my favorite pieces of advice from my first coach, Jill Coleman, was you just have to know a little bit more than the person that you are trying to help. Mm -hmm. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, um, the most like innovative, fancy, technique or whatever, which I thought it did. And I went and got all the additional certifications and, you know, tried to increase my knowledge as much as possible, which just led to more overwhelm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but you just have to learn or know a little bit more and be somewhat ahead of the person that you are trying to help and you will help them. Like all you have to do is have the knowledge, have the experience and care a shit ton about people.
1: Yeah absolutely
2: I love that advice I love that advice Sarah Sarah let's hear from you um so my big thing would be to kind of follow on from the just take messy action and start is to embrace the fact that where you start will not stay the same so as someone who is has been pivoting for, well, it feels like I've been pivoting forever, but I finally feel like now I've landed in the space where I was—I am meant to be. So I've kind of moved more into the life coaching arena, focusing on, you know, self-love and self-acceptance, and really going deep with people to move the blocks that are kind of holding them back from getting what they want. But if you had said to that to me, like when I first went into the online space, I would have been like. Mm no way, the only way I'm gonna be successful is if I go in and do what everyone else is doing, which is to fitness and nutrition, and that's all that's gonna sell. So don't get so attached to where you start that you you kinda then hold yourself back because you're too scared to go, actually, do you know what? This isn't lighting me up anymore. I don't feel like this is my zone of genius. I think it's time for me to start looking at another direction and dipping my toe in other waters because really that's the beauty of running your own business is that you have, you are limitless. You have no restrictions. You can literally, you can wake up one morning and go, do you know what? I don't think I want to do, I don't want to coach on that anymore. Or that isn't my thing anymore. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at what else lights me up and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move into that arena and I'm That's what I'm going to do. And that's exciting. That's what lights me up is just having that, that freedom. But I think people can get very attached to, you know, a certain thing that they are doing. So my piece of advice was just always keep an open mind and accept that where you start will change. And that's the excitement. So just enjoy the ride, like really embrace
1: it. I like that a lot, Sarah, because, you know, we all make pivots as we go. Mm. Um, You've just shared a little bit about yours. Sam, tell us about the pivot you've made in your business.
0: Yeah, I think, so I've kind of made a twofold pivot, which has been interesting. And this is actually <laughs> something that I just came to on, I think it was Thursday or Friday of last week. Um, but yeah, so I've obviously, I started out doing personal training and then I added in nutrition and then I was doing like the mindset work and the emotional work. And um, and then I started offering Um, business coaching because so many people were asking me how I started my business and that's been really incredible and it didn't feel aligned. There was something off with the business coaching and I was I've been trying to figure out like what is that thing like what is actually the thing that's off and actually my the niche and the person that I want to speak to is actually health coaches or business coaches that have neglected their health and want to take it back. Mm -hmm. Business owners, women that are high achieving women that are doing a lot of things and they don't have the time um, and they don't have the mental energy to do all the things to help them reclaim their health, their energy, their boundaries, um, understand their energy flow, like understand their sabotaging behaviors, their money blocks, like all of this thing. So it's kind of like a health and life coaching together to serve women who are doing everything like that think they're great multitaskers, but just are totally burnt out, get to the end of the day and end up overeating. Right. Or they like, they sue their comfort with food. Cause I get it. That literally, that was me. And that is the new person that I want to speak to because as a coach, your main priority is to serve your clients. And if you can't show up for your clients cause you feel like shit, then your coaching business is going to suffer. So you're not going to make more money. You're not going to be able to serve your clients. You're not going to get raving testimonials. You can if you can't take care of yourself. How the hell can you hold space for your clients? And I had this like aha moment after like a deep meditation. Like I was like go- doing this thing, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing both of the things. It's about a, a kind of a melding of the two. It's the health coaching and the business coaching together without the logistical business stuff because that stuff I'm not good at. I'm not good at the systems. I'm not good at the actual entrepreneurial part of a business which is why I have an online business manager because I don't know how to do that shit she helps Mm -hmm. me figure that out I'm not good at it and I don't want to coach on it because I don't even know what I'm doing myself right so I am really good at mastering myself and having high self-awareness and knowing my energy and knowing my flow and knowing my knowing myself and empowering others to know themselves too so that's a new Aha uh-huh for me, which feels so exciting. You can probably hear it in Wow, my-
1: Sam, I was one step behind on your pivot. You're always, you're so good at pivoting. I, I didn't even know that's where you went. Um, I think my it's pivot, evolution, you know? Yeah, yeah. my pivot is a little different than Sarah's and Sam's in that I still, I'm super passionate about health and fitness and helping people overcome those barriers. Still talking to who I used to be, like talking to the person who used to be me the person who's dieted their whole life and they feel like it's too late for them and they've really messed it up. And so my pivot, I'm at a very similar spot to where I was when I was coaching in my basement and I wanted to be able to speak to more people and felt like I was going to get maxed out. I feel like I'm there again because there's just no more hours in the day for me to coach one-on-one. There's not. And I really was starting to burn myself out earlier this summer with the number of clients I was taking on. I just, I couldn't keep doing it. And so I'm slowing back the speed with which I'm taking people on and I'm starting to pursue new avenues to help people in larger group settings. And so I'm going to start moving towards more. I'm working on a course and then a second course. I'm gonna be working on some products that people have been asking me for, like how do I start strength training if I don't know what I'm doing? So things that people can do on their own. And so I'm going to be moving more in the direction of helping larger groups of people. I will always remain, I will always, in my mind at this moment, I'm going to say, maybe I shouldn't use the word always for the foreseeable future. I will still be doing some one-on-one coaching because I really enjoy that, but I'm going to be reducing my client
3: load a lot. So that's the pivot I've been making. Marcy, how about you? Um, I have not really pivoted. I mean, I guess you could say going from half in-person training to fully online um, would be the recent pivot. And I think for me right now, I still really enjoy the one-on-one and I I foresee myself doing that for a while, but like you, Kim, I know what you're saying. Like it is easy to get burnt out, especially when you, like I do phone calls with my clients and customized programs and things like that. And I am a control freak. It's something that I'm still working on. And I know that it is a limiting factor. I want to have all of that control in my business, but I said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that I don't enjoy writing training programs anymore. Um, there are some clients who I love to program for, but it it is a drain <laughs> for my energy. So like what Sam was saying about the the health coaches or those entrepreneurial women who don't really know what is sucking them or draining them. Of their energy. And for me, it is writing training programs because it's not necessarily even that I don't enjoy it, but I try to be very meticulous with it and make sure that, oh, I'm not repeating exercises and like people get enough variety. And are they going to like this? Like, so it's still the people pleaser in me, you know, the perfectionist, the people pleaser, all of that. And uh, so my programs take a really long time to write. Then it's like I'm coaching, I'm doing creating content, doing the podcast during the week. So the, the workouts typically get pushed to the weekend and then my ass is working. Like I am on the couch all weekend writing training programs. And I I feel like, yeah, if I'm not burnt out already, I, I will be very soon. So my pivot hopefully is going to be to hire an assistant coach to take over the programming side of things for me so that I can work with, you know, what I call my zone of genius, which is the nutrition, the mindset mindset and uh, yeah, coaching, like doing phone calls and all of that. So love that yeah, it's a matter of, of releasing the control and finding the right fit.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love the self-awareness. I think this has been a great discussion. I think we could probably talk about this for a really long time and maybe we can do another episode and kind of go in um, more on these things. Hopefully we've left people with some practical advice. I think the main idea is if this is interesting to you at all, just get started. Like you can literally just hop on Instagram, you know, frankly, hop on TikTok at this moment, that's like the hopping in place and just start creating some content. Just talk about what, you know, talk about what, you know, and start taking steps. Um, don't feel like it's oversaturated. There is so much room for good coaching right now. Like there's a ton of coaches, but there's not necessarily a ton of good coaches. So if you're somebody who really cares about people and wants to do this, just start. Amen. We're going to leave it with that. All right.
3: Go get it love you guys bye, Just
1: take action. bye guys
0: action. <laughs> bye. Action. let's go all right that wraps up another episode of the decades of strength podcast thank you so much for tuning in and listening we know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us
2: If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes, tag us in your stories on Instagram, send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together.
3: We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode.
1: For women, one mission. We are the decades of strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.